What's the deal, y'all? This is Dom. What up, guys? It's Isaac. And this is Street Ball episode 21. You see, we ghetto with it today. Got stuck in traffic, so we in the whip with it. But, hey, the show must go on. All right? We got a lot of good stuff for you guys today. NBA headlines. Obviously, you guys saw the Lakers-Celtics controversy. NBA trade rumors. Uh, NBA All-Star reserves are being announced today. Uh, obviously, we got an NBA Elite Feet. Some high school stuff. And we had two King of the Courts this week. Two. So we got a lot of good stuff for y'all. Um, before we start, make sure you guys like and subscribe to the Balls Life Podcast Network and turn on your notifications. Ring that bell, all right? Let's get it. NBA headlines, man. I'm hey. still mad about this, bro. Lakers in Boston Garden, supposed to get the win. All, we were about to win the game, and LeBron goes to the goes to the rim. Controversial no call, which leads to us going to overtime and getting the loss. Um, and Pat Bev probably got one of the most legendary technical fouls I've ever seen in my life. Look, we go right here, and hey, Pat, Pat Bev, he grabbed the camera and went to go show the ref. I think he got his money's worth right here. He said, foul. Look, this is a foul. Yeah. <laughs> look at him. Yeah. He does not care. He was fed up. Nah, look, if you look at the camera, actually, there was no photo on there. He was just, he was just being a dickhead. You know, he, he all about the theatrics. I love it. We also right. have a clip, a funny clip comparing LeBron's uh, <laughs> kind of is a, is a being upset to a, a movie scene. <laughs> LeBron was a little, LeBron was a little too dramatic from for my liking right here. I mean, they were, I mean, people talk talk smack about LeBron playing for stats. You see him right here. Man, he's nah, trying to win. He's a competitor. I'm not saying you say that type of stuff, but hey, man, don't get it twisted. LeBron, he's trying to win. Nah, man, he's a competitor. Uh, This opens up a discussion. This is like the fourth time in a month that the Lakers have come succumbed to controversial calls, not no calls or or bad calls. Uh, And I think this is like kind of rampant in the NBA. We have this thing where the referees make a bad call and then they do. A report afterward to uh to like say oh we got it right or we got it wrong um do you think that's enough do you think that we should institute replay in this setting to where they can look at it in real time so they can get it right yeah for sure especially for a play like this this is like a game-winning play like i think you should for sure have a replay i mean i think that was terrible it was obviously smacked his whole arm like that was a foul but i mean What could you do? I mean, I, th- I think they should change, add a rule or something because that that's not acceptable. We didn't we didn't play the clip, but it seems like anybody who is watching this this uh the show right now that knows anything about basketball saw the egregious foul that Jason Tatum committed on LeBron. Um, not, gonna rest- lie to you, not gonna lie to you, Damo. He should have finished that foul or not. He should have dunked it. Honestly, he should have. He was trying to be cute, but at the end of the day, Jason Tatum just absolutely smacked the hell out of his hand he, he did what are, you gonna do? what are you gonna do you gotta finish through that i mean players like like lebron he's what six nine big as ever like you don't really get calls too often that's just how it is for big dudes at the end of the day though end of the game they had just called an and one on the other end on a questionable foul they need to call that call got to keep everything even i just feel like as a Laker fan, the Laker, the refs are out to get us. Plain and simple. Everybody's out to get the Lakers, man. It's the Lakers. 
it's all good, man. We're gonna we gonna turn it around. We got Rui Hachimura in the fold. AD's back. All right, moving forward. Speaking of LeBron, LeBron is only 89 points away from breaking the all-time scoring record held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 89 points. You see some career highlights right here. He recently just passed uh Mark Jackson and uh and uh and Steve Nash for fourth all time in the assist category. But LeBron is starting to get to that point in his career where all his culmination of work is coming to fruition. He has he's about to start breaking all these all-time records. Does this scoring record when he breaks it, does it make him the greatest of all time? Man. We are witnessing the greatest of all time, in my opinion, man. I love Kobe, too. He's done what he's done. But LeBron is just – LeBron is amazing. And I'm thankful to have been in this era to watch what he's done because once he once he retires and he's and it's all said and done, I think he's going to be down – he's going to be labeled as the greatest ever, bro. He just – he's he's everything. He does everything. What more do you, you know need? What? You know what, man? I, I, I got to say this. Uh, LeBron is very impressive. I was listening to NBA radio yesterday. They were talking about how LeBron is should be the GOAT due to his his impressive streak of longevity. Uh, Jordan, when he went and played for the Washington Wizards, he averaged over 20 points a game in both seasons. However, he still had those little stints where he didn't play at all. He retired twice. LeBron has been doing this for 20 seasons now, playing at least 60 games almost every season, probably except for one. Um, and he's still averaging 30 points a game, seven assists, seven rebounds. You can't – you got to give him his flowers, man. Nobody's ever done this. This is unprecedented in basketball history, not just NBA history. No, he's – bro, he's a freak. He's he's great, bro. Great. I, mean, I, just what, what I know you're a Kobe guy, but when, it, when it's all said and done, what do you – who do you think is a goat? Man, you know what? Like – as as a basketball fan um we have different eras different things like that um i think i think as far as accomplishments you can't beat lebron cannot beat lebron lebron is about to break every um he's going to be top five or breaking every major statistical category record in nba history i think kobe is is a goat in his own right has changed the game as far as mentality uh he's the last old school guy i would say uh, warrior playing by any means, doing that, doing anything it takes to play, to be on the floor and win. Uh, but LeBron is somewhere in the middle with that. He he doesn't really take games off. He's he's not a, a load management guy. He's consistently out there and playing. He might not play with the consistent intensity as Kobe did, but you can't knock the stats. You can't you can't knock the numbers and the championships. He beat possibly the best regular season team ever and come back fashion down from three one to win it to win crazy. to win a title for Cleveland. He's he's done crazy things that nobody has ever done. So I gotta give LeBron his flowers. Gotta give him his flowers, bro. All right. Moving on. NBA trade rumors. All right. We're coming on we're coming up to the trade deadline, which is soon. Uh we haven't had much activity as of yet uh, as far as the trade um the trade uh trade transactions that came this season. Um, but I'm really um, anticipating some changes coming up. Who do you think in the league needs to make a change right now to put themselves over the top? Oh, the Lakers. Lakers need to make all the changes in the world. They, 
They've been on that struggle bus. We need something. Stir the pot up something at this point. Give us something. But I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll say the Lakers need to do something, bro. Because that last trade wasn't enough. We need more. I I would have to agree with you. I think the Lakers are a little they're a little limited on what they can do because of lack of first lack, lack of immediate first round picks. Uh, lack of tradable assets. Uh, we got to get off Russ if we're going to trade for something big. You know what I mean? I don't think there's a lot of sellers out there that that want to trade for Russ, even though his uh, his contract is coming up soon here. Um, you see Russ, he's in all the trade talks every week. He's been showing his value for the Lakers coming off the bench. Um, but if I had to pick, man, I would say, you know, the, the Miami Heat who are who have been in the – to have been in the playoffs and made the finals two years ago in the bubble, um, they're they're lacking something. They're lacking, I think, somebody like PJ Tucker, someone who who's just gonna defend, and that's all they do. Um, they got Tyler Hero, obviously they have Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, um, Kyle Lowry is the veteran, and I think he's gonna show up for the playoffs. But they need somebody who's just gonna lock in and defend that best player, whether it's KD or Giannis. Are, are a player like that. I think that they need to acquire someone like that in order to get over the top. If they think that they're going to be in the playoff conversation or the championship conversation, you know what I mean? Yeah, no no doubt. I like that. That's, that's, that's so, perfect player if they got him. Obviously, the Lakers need to make moves. That's been, that's been evident the entire season. But we're going to see if they actually make the right moves. We will see. Um, Russ, Russ is doing great coming off the bench. I'll tell you that much. Nah, man, I'm I'm really impressed with Russ. We talked about him. Uh, oh wow! So NBA All Star stuff is coming out. Excited Uh-oh. to see that. Um, so Russ has been in trade talks since before the season. He started off the season kind of slow, but has embraced his role coming off the bench. You see, he's playing great defense in this. Um, He's playing great defense in this uh, clip right here. They're showing how valuable he's been on defense, being able to guard multiple positions. Uh, I think Russ is a really good trade asset. However, his contract keeps him kind of like hostage for us because technically he's the highest paid player on the team. He's even he even has he even makes a little more money than LeBron. And he's and he's coming off the bench. That's kind of crazy. I mean, but that's his role. He's 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 especially offensively thrives in the same way LeBron does with the ball in his hands, things like that. That's the best role for him on the squad, I believe. Um, but we will see. I'm, I'm really, really excited to see what these teams do and they come up with. All right. The, the topic of the day in the NBA, NBA all-star reserves being announced as we speak one by one on NBA.com. There's some really good ones and some obvious ones. I'm waiting to see who gets left out. So far, we got Joel Embiid, DeMar DeRozan, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, Drew Holiday, Julius Randle, and more coming out one by one. Um, but let's kind of talk about um, the all-star, the all-star uh, captains who were chosen last year. I mean, last week, um, we got Giannis and we got LeBron once again. You see this. They're both going to be the team captains, as we talked about last week. They're going to be choosing their teams live right before the NBA All-Star game. 
on site. So my question is this. If I'm not mistaken, LeBron hasn't lost an NBA All-Star game where he was captain. All right. Um, he's a perfect 5-0 and or 4-0, and I believe. Um, do you think that this is a year that Giannis assembles the team to get over the top against Team LeBron? Uh, man, who knows? Those are all the great players in the NBA. Anybody, whoever comes to actually play, because I feel like the All-Star game is more for entertainment. I don't think players want to get hurt out there during All-Star break. Like, come on now. But, I mean, hey, I, you got to beat LeBron. Go and beat LeBron. They need to turn it up, man. Tyrese Halliburton made it. Congrats to him, man. Jalen Brown. Uh, we got the live feed. Shout, shout out to our, our producer, Daniel, for putting us on. Bam at a bio. Um, it's coming out one by one as we speak um, live. Um, so moving on, we're, 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 we're getting revealed who's going to be in the pool. Um, I'm really happy for Drew Holiday, L- L- L.A. native, um, just NBA, L.A. legend, really. Um, who do you think is going to get left out? I have no clue. I don't know. Uh, they're all good. I mean, like you close your eyes and pick whoever. They're all they all could be on the squad. Who would who would your guess be? I would say, you know, I'm gonna go small market. I mean, I think it's a it, it's I guess at this point it's the coaches that that pick the reserves, I believe. Um, but obvious someone who deserves it, but they're a rookie is gonna get left out is probably probably Paolo. I think Paolo's gonna get left out. He's Even though he's playing an all-star caliber, obviously Ben Matherin's not going to make it, I don't think. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Laurie Markkinen gets left off the list. Um, he's been cooking this year, but he's on the middle of the road Utah Jazz team. It's in a small market and doesn't bring as much buzz. So yeah. I'm thinking maybe someone like Laurie Markkinen might get left off the list. Hey, man, Benchero's really been – frying in the league lately I, I, you never know one of them one of the ogs might just say hey, you know what i want the young bull come on let's let's give him his flowers man man you gotta kill to make it as a rookie lebron didn't even make it as a rookie hey i think vanchero is one of them ones just keeping it a buck hold on oh and then uh probably probably someone else who probably has been playing an all-star caliber uh was um but hasn't played enough this year, I don't think, is uh, LaMelo Ball. Oh, Melo. Yeah, Melo. Yeah, Melo is an all-star. Keep in mind that the last rookie to make the NBA All-Star game was Blake Griffin in 2011. And, and he was hot coming out. But he was technically not a rookie. Remember, he, he got hurt in the preseason his first year and didn't play. So he's technically a second-year player when he made the All-Star game. So – We'll keep an eye on that. We got we got these NBA reserve picks rolling that in. That don't really count. Blake's the, Blake really doesn't count. It does technically. He won Rookie of the Year too. Um, but we're we're gonna keep tabs on that, all right? So so um, I'm really excited to see who else gets picked. All right, let's let's um oh, Demontis, there it is. I like that pick. There you he, go. Deserving, deserving, bro. And an all-star level with a broken thumb, I, I mess with that. I mess with that heavy. But in, in the interest of time, we're going to move forward. Um, we got a really good elite feat today, um, starting off um, with Larry Nance Jr. rocking the Nike LeBron 9 Regal Pink. 
Um, this one's really good, bro. This is one of my this is one of my favorite LeBron silhouettes. He like this one, like you saw dudes out there wearing these in a club with jeans uh back in the day. You gotta stop, man. No, they were bro. like they're wearing them like boots, you know what I mean? Like dudes on the east coast, they rock, they rock these. And you got the little uh you got the white with the you got the pink with the pink laces, and I love the little like rug material on the side right here. It's dope. No, that, that's dope, but respectfully, Dom, I'm not rocking that in the club, man. I'm telling you, look up Wale. Jeans, bro, man. I'm not... Look, look up Wale in 2011, bro. He was rocking these faithfully. Okay, you're talking about 2011, though. I get it. I, know, I get I'm it. Talking about, I'm talking about back then when these came out. These LeBron nines, dudes okay. rocking these. Dudes, these are like one of the last hoop shoes dudes was rocking with jeans. Oh, All right, man. I love next pair man we got anthony edwards wearing the adidas byw select pe's boost you wear these are this is a pharrell williams pharrell williams creation right here this silhouette um i think it's honestly i think it's a little plain seeing uh the other type of colorways they've come out using this silhouette right here this 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 shoe right here the first few ones that came out with were super colorful and crazy yet coordinated but it's a really comfortable shoe. Um, but these aren't my favorite Boosty wears, honestly. Yeah, I, I like them, honestly. They look comfortable. They look real, real comfy. I feel like the, the back part, the back piece, is too much black going on. They should have added a little bit more color in there. But, um, yeah, it actually looks comfortable. Like, these, you know, the first time I saw these on feet? 2020 Pac-12 tournament. Washington was rocking these in the Pac-12 tournament. And that was like the last game I saw before COVID hit. And wow. they had some nasty boys on, bro. So after after you start off with those type of colorways and you come with this, like I'm I'm not really I'm not really overwhelmed by it. You know what I mean? But right. still a really good shoe. Um next, we got Mantras Harrow rocking some casual dunks, SBs on the floor, some some skater shoes. Montrez walk, rocking the Nike oh, Off-White yeah. Rubber Dunk PS on court. What you think oh, about that? He's a gangster for that. What? Oh, yeah. He's a he's a real shoe head. If you're rocking – did he get buckets this game? I hope he got buckets because if you're if you in these in, in the NBA game, like you better be a bucket getter. I wonder Man. how he performed in these. I'm, I'm curious to see. I want another stats on how he performed in these shoes. That's crazy. Bro, Trez playing behind Joel Embiid, uh, Tobias Harris, all them. He not getting much tick these days, but maybe he did. I'm not sure, but I really like the direction he went with these right here. Um, these these match the team colors. I like I like how he came different. He got he still got the off white tag on it too over there. You see the orange. His, his feet were probably hurting after the game, but it's all good. Maybe maybe we'll see. I don't know. We got to ask him if we could. Fire, Those got to be the best ones. It's a damn. It's a it's a, a sexy shoe. He's just busting them on the. He, that's crazy. No question. That's crazy. All right. Next, uh, we got Bones Highland rocking some UA Flows Future X2. And I don't why know about he, these. Wait, why is he standing like that, though? Why is he? I don't know, bro. I, I picked these ones. Essentially, I like the colors and the, you know, the little design they got on it. But, um, you know, once again, I don't, I don't, UAs don't blow me away, you know. I think these these probably comfy and they and they play good, but I, I'm not really rocking with these. Hey, I'm not I'm not rocking with the stance, man. 
He's you rocking these with jeans? You rocking these with jeans? Hell no. Hey, oh he is levitating. No, he's levitating. But yeah, I do like the bottoms though. The 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 thickness on the bottoms that's that's a little different. But I mean, it's, it's Under Armour. Under Armour does. Yeah, Steph Curry is probably really comfortable though. Honestly, they look really comfortable. Yeah, they do look comfortable. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I, they're solid. I'm not gonna grill them. I mean, New Balance. You compare them to the New Balance we've seen, like these are definitely better than than Jamal Murray's New Balances from last week. Absolutely, a thousand percent. Oh my gosh, those were the worst ever I've ever seen with my own two eyes. I would have worn some K-Swiss. I would have hooped some K-Swiss. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather rock some K-Swiss. Hey, I'm, I'm picking, I, I'd rather wear Shaq's than these because these probably cost $100. Shaq's cost 30 and they're the same type of product, bro. I'm rocking Shaq's over these. Yeah. I'm, 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 cheese shell toes. I'm rocking some shell toes over those, bro. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. Let's move on to some better shoes. All right, we got Luca and his own Luca One PE. Some hot pink joints. I rock with these. These ones went crazy. Right here, look at them. Oh, with the little with the little blue accent within the webbing. Got the black. Yeah. Got the Those black. are nutty, yeah. Robert Johnson. Got the little speckled black on on the side on the on the uh, on the sole. I really like these right here. These are really simple, but at the same time, really clean and creative. Bro, those are those are amazing. I like. Wow, wow. Those are Jordans. Yeah, those Jays. Hey, Lucas. Hey, Jordan, to- Jordan stepping up with these because usually Jays are ugly. I'm not gonna lie to you. The new Jays be trash. Yeah, terrible. But yeah, no. Luca's trying to put them on the map. I wonder if he had any like decision on the design or anything like that he probably got got a little jiggy on the design but these are nuts i'll give these their flowers gosh they got, they got them right they got them right i love these all right and it's the time last but not least we got a special off the court uh elite feet lebron debuted the new tiffany and co nike collab air force ones black with the tiffany blue swoosh on the side you see night you see lebron rocking the uh tiffany and co um um jacket and he got the he got the uh, air forces on man um i see the statement they're trying to make here a little underwhelming for me uh but they're just trying to uh you know show off the tiffany blue i love this i you know back in the day before three stripe life till i die i had some tiffany blue roshi runs bro and it was just like this the roshi the roshi they were tough bro those are tough dog and they were like dark gray with the Tiffany blue swoops like this. So, but I, I don't know. These are whatever. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I like them. They're cool. I like the I like the Tiffany and Co. Well, if you don't know that they're, if you didn't know they were a Tiffany and Co collab, you probably wouldn't think any anything of it. But I mean, knowing that, I, I think that's dope. That's creative. It's just like the, uh, it's just like the um, the Stussy uh, pennies that. Uh, that Devin Booker was wearing all black, like nothing crazy, but the collab makes it crazy, I guess. Um, they had Stussy on them, right? I don't see Tiffany and Co on these. They probably got it on the inside or something. I don't know, but you could tell Tiffany Blue is distinct, simple color. Tiffany Blue is Tiffany's. You know what Tiffany is, right? Yeah, I, man. Yeah. I'm just saying their their blue is distinct. Like you know what Tiffany Blue is. So yeah, I guess yeah. I'll give it up for this collab. It's pretty dope. Um, but I would say my favorite, um, my favorite shoe on this list is probably the Regal Pink ones that Larry Nash Jr. is wearing. 
LeBron nines. Yeah, those are nuts. This is honestly a tough list to you know vote on because all the, like even the Lucas were insane. Yeah, and then the off whites were crazy. Yeah, the off whites were crazy. I like those. We, it was a pretty good, pretty good kicks on court week uh, for NBA League feet. So I'm, I'm giving all three of them shoes. All three of them shoes one together. Yep. And the UAs are in last by a large margin. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're with the new balance. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, man. We're done with NBA. Let's move on to high school. Nike Extravaganza recap. Me and Isaac were on site for this one. Um, you know, not a lot of great matchups, but a lot of good individual performances. Headlined by Mercy Miller dropping the easy 39 in a win for Sherman Oaks Notre Dame. This one was smooth, bro. You know, we're sitting courtside over here. You probably catch us when it goes to the other end. You'll see us um, in the front row right here. Um, we were, we were watching this – actually, half the time we are in the hospitality room. But um, we were watching this up close. Um, I didn't realize that he, he had 20 at halftime. This was a really sneaky 39, if you could call it anything. But uh, It was super sneaky, very sneaky. I really got to see, though, his bag and his basketball acumen, bro. His bag is deep. He hit a, he hit a, a slew of threes, got to the basket, hit some mid-rangers. You see him getting some steals right here. This was a really impressive 39 by Mercy Miller. So shout out to Miller. If you guys don't know it, this is uh, Master P's son right here, who's one of the top guards in the class of 2024. Yeah, no, he's really good. I like his game, man. He's always been good since he was younger. Uh, he got a bright future for sure. I'm, 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 I'm geeked to see his, uh, his whole process. No question, man. And special shout out to our guy, Eric Freeney, Compton Magic. Corona Centennial, who dropped 34 and a big win versus Vegas Liberty, who actually beat Harvard Westlake this past um, early this year and West Ranch. Um, so they won in a convincing fashion by 30, and Freeney led the charge with 34, uh, scoring his career high. So hype for them. Um, moving into a bigger conversation, um, high school play high school playoffs start next week in Southern California. Um, and everybody's watching the CIF Southern Section Open Division. Who do you think is going to be number one seed, seeded team starting the playoffs next week for that Open Division? Right now, Harvard Westlake is seeded number one. Corner Centennial. Come on now. We're coming. You know what, though? I, I think the criteria is um, – I think the problem here is is I think the criteria is only games that are played against – other California teams because you know Centennial's played a national schedule and has more losses but with common opponents though Centennial has beat I mean especially most recently they beat Liberty by 30 and Harvard Westlake lost to them so I don't think that CIF takes into account the national schedule you know what I mean and you know Centennial's local schedule isn't very impressive you know what I mean they play they they played all the dogs around the country but I don't think they're taking that into account so I think Harvard Westlake if they went out, it's gonna hold that hold that spot going in next week. Yeah, no, that um, that makes sense. Okay, Harvard Westlake, they can be, they can take it, they can have it. But you know, Corona Centennial's on their bumper. Centennial's about to repeat. That's why I think. Yeah, come on now, we already know what it is. It's loaded. They got Duke, UCLA, LMU, Redlands, Redlands. <laughs> Redlands. DJ going to Redlands, yeah. Why you gotta laugh at that, Redlands? Redlands go. Well, they beat us. Hey, they beat my team at Cal State San Bernardino. I remember that. 
I, I'm just you telling you. You were at that game. That's funny. I'm just saying we got, you know, we got, you know, Centennial alum here. We got, we got a slew of talent right now and a ton of seniors that are trying to go out on top and repeat. So I'm really, uh, I really see Centennial repeating as champions this year. But hey, you got Harvard Westlake, Bishop Montgomery, Notre Dame, West Ranch, um, Sierra Canyon. Um, it's and most recently St. Bernard's into the chat, beating Bishop Montgomery um, at home for senior night. Got a lot of goers this year in the southern section, so I'm really excited to see that. Um, guys, make sure you guys like and subscribe to the Ball Side Podcast Network channel. Turn on notifications, ring that bell. All right. Now, my favorite part is come. It's heating up again. We're consistent with it again. We got two king of the courts this week. All right, to to cover. Now, uh, first one was supposed to be uh, Jay Smooth um, versus versus Nas and. Um, Shoot, I'm forgetting the other name right now. It's it's escaping me. Uh, and Cam, but Speedo um, was called. I guess Cam got got food poisoning. Speedo was called an hour before this contest and pulled up and showed out. Um, and Nas came. Hezzy God. Nas couldn't come because he was hurt. And Hezzy God stepped in. And game one, uh, Jay Jay and Speedo went at it. They had they matched tough shots. They're hitting fadeaway threes. Uh, circuit shots at the rim, and Speedo Speedo put up a battle in spite of only being only knowing an hour before game time that he was playing. But Jay Smooth prevailed, winning thirteen to eleven. Um, we knew we knew what it was. I mean, I called it, man. Jay Smooth has game. I didn't I didn't know what his ones were like, but I mean, we seen yeah. it. We got, and we then, got game. so so Jay so because Speedo lost, he had to stay on the court. He played Hezzy, and Hezzy just used his physicality against him. Speedo's a smaller guy. Uh, Hezzy used his uh, physicality to get to the rim, uh, create separation on jumpers, and won pretty decisively 13 to 5 over speed up, all right, which led to um, the winner takes all between Jay Smooth and Hezzy. And honestly, this wasn't a contest, man. Uh, Jay Smooth hit seven, seven two point shots. Seven. That's crazy. He and he uh, he kind of frustrated Hezzy because he could he could stretch the floor. Um, and Jay Smooth was big enough. Hezzy couldn't use his physicality the way that he did against uh, Speedo. Yeah. Um, and Hezzy kind of struggled on defense and couldn't get to his spots. And Jay Smooth won pretty decisively 14 to 6 to win this one and win a $2,500 check. So shout out to Jay Smooth. You are who we thought you were. <laughs> right. No. He is what he was, what we thought he was. Because Hezzy got is a really good. We've seen Hezzy. Hezzy's a bucket killer. Right. But he beat but Hezzy couldn't, Hezzy couldn't contend on defense. Jay Smooth got the step backs and create separation. Hezzy couldn't stop him, and it showed. Um, so shout-out to Jay Smooth. He really came through and represented uh, for the Midwest, was rocking the do-rag, and won decisively. With the Dewey. He's always rocking that Dewey. Hey, man, but this next king of the court, which happened yesterday at Westminster, was turned up, bro. Uncle School, Malcolm Stevenson, and Hoodie Quell. Hoodie Quell came out and jumped out on Malcolm first game, hit a slew of good shots. We're talking, uh, listening to this broadcast. Um, um, Nitty was saying this is the most skilled king of the court group we've ever had, and I agree, man. He jumped out to an 8-0 lead, uh, got up pretty decisively, but Malcolm actually stormed back and beat uh, Quell 13-12 in this one um, by hitting a ton of threes 
and using the size to get to the basket and, and finish at the rim. You see it though. Quell's hitting some shots right here. And then Malcolm hits hits his threes on the wing, got to a spot. It's crazy. It was toe to toe, man. They were going toe to toe. This king of the courts get competitive. No question, man. This one, this this one was probably the most competitive one from start to finish, the one that I've seen. Anyway, all the games came down to the end. Um, as you see, there's so many highlights because these guys are going back and forth. Um, I was really impressed with Malcolm, um, him using his length on this one. Um, Hoodie Kell, like he just his his defense was lacking. He wasn't getting his hands up enough. Uh, but Hoodie Kell came back on Uncle Scoob and started off game two like he started off game one. Started off really hot again. Was getting to spots. Uh, once again, Nitty was talking about how Hoodie Kell didn't take one bad shot in this entire King of the Court contest. But you see, Scoob is out here getting to his spots, hitting some bank shots, fadeaways, and he came back and stormed back and almost won. Um, you, know, Adam, you know how hard it is to not take one bad shot in a one-on-one -on -one game? Bro, he's a high IQ guy. Look at his skin color. I'm just That's saying. <laughs> now, now <laughs> okay, I split you all. Hey, um, he's, um, he's a really heady player, you know, getting to the basket. You see this right here. Um, Scoob is – Getting to his back, getting to his spots, and staying in the game. But all in all, this one went down to the wire. And actually, Quell, which we'll see soon, won on kind of a controversial play. We'll see it in a little bit right here. Look, Ooh. the refs gave him the ball, but didn't let Scoob get ready, and he, and he took advantage and hit the shot to win the game. Hey, this was controversial. when you're running a fade, anything, anything, you got to. Anything is possible. You got to be on your toes, bro. No. If the ref gave me the ball, I'm, what? Ref gave me the ball. I'm shooting. We're in game. Like, lock in. He wasn't locked in. No question, man. Now, now in this one, you see Malcolm came out and hit a, hit a two. But after that, Scoob reeled off 11 straight points to be up 12 to 2 against Malcolm in this one. It wasn't much of a contest, but much like game one, Malcolm came back and stormed back to get back into the game. You see it, man. Like, look at these slew of shots these dudes are hitting. It's it's no bully ball going on. All skill, all getting to your spot, all skill work. Look at that. Yeah, no, bro. They was going toe to toe. I love I love the left the left hand game too. It was no trash. Man. God, and us lefties are tricky, bro. Yeah. God, bang out. He started coming back, bro. I'm telling you, it was nasty. He he ended up. He ended, up, he ended up getting down 12, 12 to 11, but Scoob ended up gaming it, which led us to a king of the court square off between all three players. And this one right here, um, we'll talk about it. This one was a little bit different than the last one. It was pretty tightly contested at first. All players scored at least two points to start off the game. Um, but Scoob ended up taking the control, and he ended up gaming, gaming at the end, uh, got fouled, but the refs called it on the floor. It was a really controversial call that stopped the contest for a bit. But instead of Scoob getting mad, he came back and he gamed it again on a nasty sidestep jumper, which we'll see in a little bit. So Scoob ended up coming up with a win and taking his money. You see right here? That's the gamer right there. Nasty time, boy. He said, give me my money. What I love about this one was him and Quell have some, um, have some previous beef, and they were talking mess. When Quell beat him in the first game, he was talking about I'm 2-0. I don't need to hear Scoob talk no mess no more. And then Scoob comes back and has the last lap. So shout out to Scoob, bro. 
I think he's been in King of the Court a few times, but hasn't won. This is his first time getting the W. So shout out to Scoob. Um, you know, third times, fourth times a charm. You got to keep coming back and competing. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he did that. He earned his. Had the last laugh. Oh. No question, man. Shout shout out to Nitty and um and um Ty, man. Those really good announcers on this one. Um, next King of the Court will be next week, February eighth, six p.m. on the Caffeine app. We got Body Bag, Ty Glover, and Juice. Oh, that's gonna be nutty. Ooh. All right, man. All right, take your pick. Uh, don't know much about Juice, but I know a lot about Ty and Cam. Um, body bag, I mean. And body bag is probably my favorite player on the Balls Life League. Not my. Right. Every time we talk about this, I always say Ty is going to be the one to pull it off. He's a 6'7", six, 6'8", six, guard. He's different. Hey, body. body bag is getting this one. I'm sorry. I'm saying it here, live. Body bag taking this one home yo not so fast man i don't know body bag great five on five player can shoot can get to can catch lobs but i'm really curious to see what his ones are like i don't know what his ones are like i'm gonna keep it a thousand with you it's fair like, I mean, we, yeah he's, he's a great swing man wing in the game but i just don't know if he could really create his own shot in a one-on-one -on -one setting um I, i'm not saying he can't i'm just i, I just haven't seen it enough to confirm that this one, that body has this one in the back. Just don't know. Just don't right. know. Yeah. But we always count out the dude that we don't know them that we don't know. Juice gonna come in here and compete just like everyone else did. So I'm really excited to see this one. Make sure that you guys tune in for this one, please. That's fair. But Dama, we don't know. But I do know that body bag is liable to put you in a body bag. No so. question, but. We've seen there's like probably like five dunks in KOTC history, bro. That 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 shit goes out the window in this. Yeah, that's fair. But he got game too. I seen the game. He got game on top he of that. He do got game. He can shoot it. He can get to the rim. He can do all of that. But you know the ones are different. That's fair. Very true. But I, but regardless, I'm excited to see this matchup. And Daniel's right. The unknowns are the most hungry. They're trying to make a name for themselves. So Juice gonna come out swinging now. No, it's gonna be a. A war, and the next, the next and my birthday's on the fifth on on the ninth. So be ready for that. That's the day after that. We turning up. We turning up. We turning up. Last but not least, before we get to our street ball clip of the week, we got it. We got to show love to the Balls Life All American Game, which is coming back. This is our tenth year. All right, y'all. We got our tenth edition of the Balls Life All American Camp. I mean, All American Game. I'm so sorry, All American Game. It's going to be turned up. It's going to be SoCal, May 6th. And we didn't see some stuff. This is going to be the most, the, the best. I think this is going to be the best Balls Life game ever. What do you think? Hey, man, I don't know if you can say that because the last the last couple of Balls Life games have had some fire in them. But, I mean, I'm excited for it. I don't know. Every year brings something different. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. All right. This is going to be. In my opinion, see what I see, you know, this is going to be, this is probably going to be the best looking balls like all American game. Oh, see, you, you got to word it correctly. Okay. I, I feel speaker, like this one's going to be off the chain. So be on the lookout as we roll this one out, guys. May 6th, Southern California, it's going to be cracking. Balls life, all American game. We're bringing it back. Let's run it back. Sir, I'm ready. All right.
All right, man. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the Balls Life Podcast Network channel. Turn on your notifications. Ring that bell, please. Last but not least, my favorite segment, Streetball Clip of the Week. All right. Who's going first? You go first. I went first last time. <laughs> all right. Look, I got one of my guys on here. Mikey Williams over here, one of the one of the most touted high school players in the country, throwing it off the ground over to to JJ um, for the nasty lob from the free throw line. I haven't seen anything like this in a high school game, bro. First time. That's that was a, a tough pass to pull off. That's that's not easy. No question, man. My, you know, my question is, we're talking about this for the show. If he was behind the three-point line and he bounced it and went into the basket, is that a three-pointer? Yeah, it's a three because he, he he shot it. It was a bounce, but it's a, it's really a shot technically if it, if it goes in the basket, right? So he bounced it from outside the three-point line. But then it did bounce and hit the – inside the three-point line, and, and I don't know. Now I'm starting to overthink it maybe. Your feet are on the ground behind the three-point line. I think it should be a three, but – Regardless, this is a nasty, unprecedented highlight, especially in a high school game. I would think we would see this at a street ball game, a uh, park takeover, and Mikey pulled it off in the game. So shout out to him, and uh, shout out to Shane Cedro, bro, Border Boys, representing. Yes, sir. All right, let's show my clip now. My clip is tough. Oh my goodness! Hey, this is a tough move to pull off, and after he got it back. Did he palm it? I think he palmed it. Bro, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if he did. Ooh. Oh, he sure wow. did, bro. Bro, that's nasty. Don't. Oh, my God. Look. Ugh. Bro, as a defender, you can't do anything about this, dog. Nah. Like, like, and he reversed it. He reversed it. Brought it to the up. That was a Kyrie Irving uh, layup right there. You just got to take your chances and, and be like, damn, he's passing it. Oh, he's not. Damn. Like, yeah. this. <laughs> It's like a, it's like an unprecedented play too. Like, like nobody's pulling this off in in a real basketball game besides these these brave individuals. You know what I mean? Well, he put uh, number one right there in a blender. He didn't even know what to do. Crazy man, crazy, crazy. All right, man. We got any questions from the from the chat from the from the uh, from the audience? Anybody? <clears throat> all right hey uh well i'm gonna plug myself this weekend i'm gonna be at ebc bay area all the top middle school kids in in the bay area coming to play at ogp oakland um this is one of the regional camps that leads into the balls life all american camp for all uh for all middle school kids so if you guys see me there come through i'll get you an interview put you on camera all right what you doing this weekend isaac man too much volleyball basketball sports bro sports where you at where you at basketball wise basketball wise um you know there's a lot of games to hit i'm not sure i'm not 100 sure what games i will attend but i'm gonna be at some basketball games for sure we'll see man well i'm really excited for this week it's gonna be a good one um make sure you guys like subscribe we really appreciate it and we'll be back again next week, guys. My name is Dom. Sir, my name is Isaac. And this is Street Ball Episode 21. We out.